Next on BYU Sports Nation, a blue light special on Black Friday. Free shipping on your memories of senior football stars Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. What is this, Kmart? Utah State football coach Matt Wells on what Saturday's game means to the Aggies. Plus, BYU safety Micah Hanneman on the status of this rivalry. Plus, we're online shopping for Valparaiso t-shirts and our weekend edition of Going for Two. Happy Friday. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. To all my neighbors, you got much flavor. BYU Sports Nation Live and Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Friday, November 25th. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Black Friday deal finder, Jerem Jordan. I wish I knew more deals. I didn't really have many needs on Black Friday. And then I start to look at the deals and I'm like, oh, I have many wants. That's what I discovered. I feel like the lore and the the aura of Black Friday has kind of disappeared in the last four or five years because everything's available online. So it's not like you, you don't have to go wait in line well, at 2 right, a.m. To- right. But you're don't assume that it's just Black Friday isn't just going to the store. It's the whole shopping experience. So it's no, it's even for me. I'm saying I feel like ever been. I feel like the aura of it is not as not as cool. The as aura it used of to actually be. going, I think, has dimmed because people are still shopping. Here's the thing: there are deals all of the time. I don't Christmas shop on Black Friday exclusively. I Christmas shop obviously the week of, like everybody else too. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you buy your Christmas gifts on uh, December 24th. I don't even <laughs> sure. Wow, <laughs> just get it done, man. <laughs> What we do need is a Black Friday special on a couple of Valparaiso t-shirts. Yeah, about that. If anyone can point us in the right direction. In fact, I tweeted at Adam Amin, our good friend from ESPN, who was a Valpo alum, and said, any idea if there's some sort of Black Friday special on a sweet Valpo t-shirt? I'm asking for a friend. (sighs) To which he responded, quoting my tweet, hey, at underscore M. Levitt, who is uh, one of the sports information directors for, for Valparaiso, can you help out some friends? We're still waiting. Yeah, about that. We're still waiting. Independent money, man. And their Just colors saying. are the same as Wyoming. <laughs> ah, it's a gold. It's more gold than yellow. I disagree with that. You think it's it's brown? There's a though? very distinct difference between gold and yellow. Brown and gold instead of brown and yellow. Mm-hmm. There's a difference. Oh, I'm not saying you don't there want isn't a, a yellow medal in the Olympics. You want a gold medal. But they're similar to Wyoming. Yeah, they do have a black version of the T-shirt though. So that's probably what I'm hoping for. Beggars can't be choosers. We just got to wear that shirt because BYU <laughs> lost. Hey, thanks for that, guys. Thanks. <laughs> oh and by guys, I mean the officials. <laughs> oh, holy cow. That game stunk, man. That was sometimes, tough to watch. Tough sometimes to watch. college basketball is unbearable. Like, that was one of those games where it's like, refs, get out of the way of this game and just let them play. Just let them play. Yeah. Let, <laughs> I, I sound like the old codger in the stands. Let the boys play. But that's how it is. Well, when there are that many fouls, you have no rhythm to the game. It 48 just, fouls and just 65 ugly. free throws or something. Yeah, brutal. What is church ball? Come on. <sighs> anyway, hoping, uh, hoping for less whistles tomorrow <laughs> as we lead off our BYU Sports Nation headlines. And Saturday presents the regular season finale for BYU football. The Whoa. Cougars host Utah State in a Saturday night blackout game. Countdown to kickoff starts at 9 Eastern. ESPN Football's Power Index gives BYU a 
0.6% chance of winning, and the Cougars are an 18-point favorite. Another big margin predicted in this game, which is interesting. Utah State's 3-8, and eight, but they've had four games decided by seven or less, and so this will be an interesting game. Hey, men's basketball lost to Valpo, as mentioned, 92-89 in Vegas Wednesday night. The Cougars... Uh, down the stretch, uh, didn't get stops and, and didn't make shots. That's what it came down to. BYU played a good game, but the uh, the officials played a huge role in this game. BYU was in a lot of foul trouble. Davin Gwynn, a.k.a. Rip Hamilton, uh, hit three threes. Fun game to watch, uh, refs aside, but they're not aside, I guess. Eric Mika missed a three at the buzzer that would have tied it. Uh, unfortunately, Eric Mika got the ball on that inbounds play. Uh, but the Cougars move on to play Utah Valley tomorrow, 6 Eastern on BYU Radio. Amy Boswell of 10th ranked and West Coast Conference regular season champion BYU Women's Volleyball is the WCC Player of the Week. The Women's Volleyball Selection Show airs Sunday at 9 Eastern on ESPNU. BYU hoping to host at least a couple of matches. Yeah, what do you expect? What seed? Because they, Three seed. Don't they, don't they do 16 overall seeds in the two sides of the bracket? Right. Yes. So, so what do you expect from BYU? Now, wait a second. So they don't. It, it's, sixteen total seeds. Okay. So, what do you expect? Is it like soccer? Because soccer does sixteen total seeds as well, but there's one through four in each quadrant. Is that how it works? I'm trying to remember how that works. I don't know. There are sixteen. So, what do you expect? <sighs> I expect BYU to be like the overall ninth or tenth seed. Okay. Okay. So and, if you and, were gonna... and they would host and then. The nice thing is, if you get to the Sweet 16 and you're the highest seed left in that part of your regional, you would host. So there's a chance BYU could host up to four of these. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go. BYU baseball team, while we're eating turkey in the U.S. Uh, and, and abroad, right? Some people abroad. They're in Curacao. That's a Caribbean country. BYU beat the national team 12-1 yesterday in the first game of the three-game series. Daniel Schneeman had an in-the-park grand slam. What? That's tough to do. And Colton Shaver had a two-run home run. Game two is today. My question is this. Who has the tougher competition, Jimmer in China or the BYU baseball team in oh, Curacao? Jimmer, Jimmer in China, for sure. Yeah. In the park Grand Slam. Wow. That's like intramural softball stuff. Sicka sicka slim Schneeman. Love Daniel Schneeman. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The end of an era. Saturday night marks the final home game for fifth-year seniors Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams. The last chance for both of them, along with the entire class of BYU football seniors, to run out of the tunnel and play a collegiate football game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What a run. No pun intended. As part of our Black Friday BYU Sports Nation special, we are offering at no cost the compilation of your favorite Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams moments via today's Twitter question. What's your favorite memory from uh, Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams? Use hashtag BYUSN at BYU2NFL. Definitely Tater's Texas size hurdle. That would be the 2014 game. Jamal would be his swag. He's the coolest person to ever don the Cougar Blue. How about that? Wow. He changed the perception of BYU football for a lot of fans. Like, he is an all-time fan favorite, will be so forever. He will be, when he comes back and visits BYU, and he will, uh, people will always embrace him as one of the all-time favorites just because of who he is and how he holds himself. Rarely can you give yourself a nickname that's good. Like, nicknames have to come from other people. Jay Swag Daddy. Yeah, he named himself, or someone else called him that, but we didn't know that. 
He calls himself Jay Swag Daddy, and we're all like, yeah, yeah you, yes, yes, yes. yes you yes, can yes. do that. Yeah. <laughs> so that worked for him, right? <laughs> Use the hashtag BYUSN and win. I'll always remember Taysom Hill against Texas, both times, but mainly 2013, because that was the first time we were like, who is this guy? 259 yards? 550 on the ground? BYU just took it to Texas? Taysom Hill almost single-handedly ended the coaching career of Mac Brown. And, and the demise of Texas football. They are still suffering from Taysom Hill-itis. He ended Manny Diaz's career at Texas. <laughs> no one knows his name, really. We know. But, I mean, Mac Brown, like, he's a commentator with Adam Amin because of Taysom Hill. <laughs> Jamal Williams, I'll always remember as being consistently awesome. The all-time rushing leader in BYU history, capped by the Toledo game, 286. Five touchdowns. That was unbelievable. The all-time leading rusher. He was so good, and as a freshman, he was really good. And, and the bonus year. I'll always remember the feeling I had sitting in that seat when I found out the news about Jamal Williams last year that he wasn't coming back, and I, I was so shocked. In the end, that ended up being a really positive thing for this year's team. I'm not sure BYU gets to eight or nine wins like they will if they don't have Jamal Williams. Oh, no it's, question. It's, it might be six or seven because he's just a huge difference maker. Unfortunately, he's been hurt. He's supposed to play tomorrow. It sounds like he's good. So uh, that's a positive. But, yeah, Jamal Williams and Taysom Hill, just so many memories. And, and you sit here and you think, tomorrow's the last home game. Only two more games. It you was have two more opportunities to watch them play in a BYU a uniform. Heck of a run, pun intended. Mm, oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Uh, for me, this, this is tough because my first impression of Jamal Williams uh, in person was the BYU Notre Dame game in 2012 when he was a freshman. Uh, Cody Hoffman's still open. And I just was impressed with how mature of a football player he was in such a big-time scenario like that when he was all of, what, 17 or 18 years old? He was 17. That was crazy. Like The 17-year-old kid is playing against Notre Dame in South Bend and holding his own. And that's top five Notre Dame. And doing doing well. Went to the national title game. Scoring a touchdown for crying out loud. Then the week after that, tough loss, he goes nuts against Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, this kid's going to be special. And of course... He wraps that up with a BYU single-game rushing record against Toledo this year. So kind of bookending it for me. And then Taysom Hill, obviously the game in 2013 was certainly eye-opening. But the game that I don't think a lot of people talk about was what he did against Houston. 400 passing, 100 rushing. One of seven people ever to do that college football. He, uh, he that, passed that's a performance for, no one really talks about. He passed about. Yeah. for 400 plus yards and ran for more than 100. That was Taysom Hill at his peak. His peak was 2013 to me, not 2014. We'll never know with 2014, unfortunately. Brent's, yeah. Brian Sweet. And he's an absolute monster. I mean, he played on a torn Liz Frank against Nebraska. He, he hurt himself and came back in the game. Who does that? Liz has a restraining order from BYU's campus. <laughs> I'll just say that. <laughs> It's been fun to watch their career. So Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, here's looking at you. Use the hashtag BYUSN to send in your favorite moment, memories from Taysom and Jamal. As you mentioned, Jeremy began in 2012. Both made immediate impacts as freshman starters. 2013 was the peak season, however. Both ran for over 1,200 yards. The greatest rushing season in BYU history. 2014, BYU jumps out 4-0, ranked 19th. A lot of discussion about 
maybe them being a BCS buster at the time. That, to me, that was the season that was going to validate independence. Like, yes, we can still have a season that is special despite being independent. Unfortunately, Taysom Hill got hurt, and uh, Jamal Williams got hurt at the end of that year too. These two are the stars of BYU football independence. Yeah. I, except at still Team Riley won't agree with you, but I think everyone else is probably pretty consensus on that. 2015, Taysom Hill plays three quarters. Jamal Williams doesn't play at all. Jeremy talked about the shock that everybody had that Jamal was not going to play in 2015, but that created this scenario in 2016, playing this loaded schedule, and it's been fun. Bonus Under, year. Underneath Ty Detmer as the offensive coordinator and Kalani Satake, that whole new staff, this has been a very, very interesting, entertaining, frustrating but ultimately satisfying, in my opinion, year for BYU football because we didn't think that we were going to have the opportunity to watch Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams in a BYU uniform after 2015. It's been great that they were here this year. You say what you will about the offense and Taysom Hill's numbers. And listen, those guys are gamers, and BYU played a lot of significant games this year. In fact, to, to me, when, all said, when, I, when the dust settles, I don't know if this is the toughest schedule in school history by opponent, but in terms of game to game to get one through eight, oh, f- like five on the road, and that was just brutal, right? That was just brutal. And power fives and whatnot, that was really, really hard. And you needed two fifth-year seniors to carry the load. And they did. is going to get to eight wins tomorrow, possibly nine in San Diego, and we're going to go, wow, when the dust settled. What a job by those guys. And, and the end of an era. As, as I've been prepping for the pregame show this week, I've become a, a little emotional about the fact that there's not going to be any more Jamal Williams and Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill quarterbacked against 16 Power 5 opponents, won eight of those games. Eight and eight. By far the BYU quarterback that has faced the most Power 5 competition. It's not close. Yeah. And Taysom Hill's never been blown up. 15-point loss is the most. How about that? Mm. And, of course, this year we'll – Eight points, four games. We talked about the greatest single season of rushing between the two, Jamal Williams and Taysom Hill, just moments ago. And that leads us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Jamal Williams and Taysom Hill are both top five in BYU career rushing. So by far the greatest single rushing tandem in BYU history. That includes Doman and Saley to me. I mean, this... This duo has been unbelievable. Taysom Hill, of course, top five in total offense at BYU. He's also tied for fifth with 74 touchdowns responsible for it with one Steve Young. Mm-hmm. How about that? So, yeah, when all is said and done, these two uh, memorable, to say the least, in BYU history. So enjoy the Utah State game. Enjoy the poinsettia bowl while we get to watch these two play football. Our Twitter question today, what's your favorite memory from Taysom and Jamal? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Use the hashtag BYUSN, join BYU Sports Nation at SMarks1090. Says Taysom's leap over the Texas football player to score a touchdown. Oh, the, the image of his career at BYU was that 2014 game. T- and that picture taken by, was it Jaron Wilkie? Or yes. Mark Philbrick? I can't One remember. One of the two. BYU yeah. photo, an amazing BYU photo. image capture I think right it there. was Jaron. But, yeah, what, what a photo. What, what an iconic play. And there are other ones. Virginia, the stiff arm, right? There was just so much to that leap play, and I've told this story a few times on the air, but Brian Logan, when that happened, 
running out of the green room at BYU Broadcasting and sprinting up and down the hall, full speed, like That's three times. That's the he's ever run. <laughs> yelling at the top of his lungs. That's awesome. That was amazing. That's awesome. It's oh. awesome, man. So as much as I love the leap, I, I equally love Brian Logan's sprint up and down the hall in, in correlation with that play. And that, I mean, Texas, Texas will never forget his name. Can you imagine playing a quarterback twice? Out of conference from a from a team that you deem inferior, crushing you. They twice. will You'll always never remember forget. Taysom. He's Hill. an immortal in Austin. He really is. That first touchdown run he had against Texas when they called holding on, Jordan I Leslie. believe Jordan Leslie. It wasn't holding, by the way. You could just sense the fear and panic in all it Texas was fans. It was the like, game was over. He's doing right it again. Gone. He's doing Gone. it again. Mic oh, drop. Love it so much. Up next, our two-on-one with BYU safety Micah Hanneman as he previews the Utah State game. But first, our interview with the Aggies head football coach Matt Wells. What does tomorrow's rivalry game against BYU mean for his program? They're only 3-8. and eight. This is like their bowl game. Stay with us. Oh, it is the bowl game. BYU Sports Days are presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, the conversation rolling right now on Twitter. Follow up BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN to answer the following question. What's your favorite memory from Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams? Jamal? Jamal. Yeah, that was Ty. <laughs> Jamal? <laughs> Jamal, what's better, Jamal or Swish? Swish is the best. Swish! That is the best drop. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Hey, you can watch uh, Jamal and Taysom Hill and company uh, warm up in the all-black uniforms tomorrow. It's blackout. It's going to be awesome. Maybe we need to have a poll question today about the best BYU Sports Nation drop. There needs to be four options. There's Bo Hodge. Let's explain what a drop is. Yeah, so a drop is something that our audio operator can just, he can push a button. Yeah, so just, just push a random one, Hunter. Nobody cares. There you go. <laughs> how about how about another one? Road trip. Yeah. See, we, he just, he just has this panel of buttons. And what and about he, Trevor Maddich? Oh, you've challenged him. Oh. Don't sleep on Southern Utah. There, there you, you go. go. Yeah. Don't sleep on Southern Utah yeah. so or they, Idaho State yeah. or Savannah State. Yeah, there's just a bunch. So. Don't sleep on Savannah State. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, so nine Eastern tomorrow. Counting to kickoff. So. Uh, yeah, he's got a, a a panel of buttons that he can just push at any moment. He oh, is, this doesn't make any sense to me at all. What, why haven't we? That's a great one. Why haven't we used that one before? More often. What else? Nobody cares. Okay, that's good. Um, so he's got this panel of just drops, right? Which is awesome. So, anyways, you can watch uh, Taste Mill, uh, Jamal Williams, and the gang. Cool in the gang. Nine Eastern time on Countdown to Kickoff tomorrow. We just it, need- it's gonna be like. <laughs> 40 degrees, yes, which is a little warm. Be cold. We just need to dress warm. It's going to be okay. But it's going to rain in the fourth quarter. I'm so sorry. It'll make it epic. Awesome, right? That's one way of saying it? Yeah, yeah. it's going to make it great. <laughs> make the fourth quarter at Lavelle Edwards Stadium ha- on November listen, 26th I, great I again. I am dead serious when I say I am, I am happy to be at the last home game for Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, and all of these BYU seniors. The other, like, I don't care how cold it is. The other 56,000 with you, How much rain will. there will be. I, and kind of cool for crying like Colby Pearson. Like the ball hawk. Yes. Last chance to watch these guys play in Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So I am happy to be there despite the frigid temperatures and the rain that's going to come in the fourth quarter. I might 
feel a little bit differently while it's happening. Yeah. But right now, right wh- now, while I'm warm, whilst you're warm, <laughs> whilst, yeah, I'm happy to be there. At Twiggy or Stone answers today's Twitter question. What's your favorite memory from Taysom and Jamal? The hurdle. That was probably his greatest game. Jamal for his dancing and infectious smile. Now, the hurdle was the greatest moment, per se, or the greatest image, for sure. But that 259-yard rushing performance against Texas in 2013, I, I don't know. that A 34-point win on the road at Texas, it's pretty good. That is pretty good. It was, it was 19 at home. Best win or best individual performance? I don't know. That's yeah. them. Not 2013 me. and not 2014. Me. And then there's the Houston game, too. Good grief. 500 total yards of offense? The Houston game was crazy. That was pre-Tom <laughs> Herman, who's playing Memphis as we speak. A game-winning drive, Will touchdown pass? Will he be pass? the LSU coach or the Texas coach? Yeah. Well, I, I hope he's the LSU coach so that BYU can beat him in the first Ooh. game next year. If Tom, would Tom Herman be the head coach of the LSU Tigers? Okay. Now we're talking. Or is it Ed Orgeron? Does he finally get an interim job? Somebody joked yesterday that Ed Orgeron, who was the interim coach at USC and helped turn around that season and now is doing the same at LSU, mm-hmm. should, should uh, just host uh, an, an interim camp for all coaches looking to how, help them to, to salvage coach. a season. Yeah, <laughs> Read a book, at least. Really good stuff. All right. We recently had the opportunity to speak with another head football coach, Matt Wells, at Utah State about what this BYU-Utah State game in 2016 means to his program. They're 3-8. and eight. They've had a really tough season, suffered some brutal last-second losses, have had some issues with time management. But here you go. Matt Wells trying to get his team amped up for another big game in Provo. And if you remember, last time he was here, they left as the victors. Matt Wells, Utah State head coach on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, the last time Utah State uh, visited Provo for a football game, the Aggies walked away with uh, a tremendous victory for the program. What does Utah State need to do to replicate that result in the regular season finale on Saturday night? Well, we're obviously going to have to be uh, we're going to have to be fast starters. Um, you know, we're going to have to take care of the football. They've done a tremendous job on defense with all the interceptions and forced turnovers, of creating turnovers and momentum for their offense, and so that's been part of their recipe for success and so we can't give the ball up we have to be stingy with that and find ways to to slow Taysom and and uh and Jamal down and those guys on offense speaking of Taysom uh I just want to make sure just just out of precaution that Brian Sweet did in fact graduate does not have any extra eligibility and will not be at the game at all on the field or in the stands I can confirm that he did graduate, and I can confirm that uh, he doesn't have any eligibility or he'd be starting for me. <laughs> okay. Um, but I can confirm if he won't be at the game or not. That's, uh, you know, I know what you're referencing, and that's, yeah. that's very um, unfortunate, obviously, uh, kind of weird a little bit. Yeah, it was weird. And I know Brian Sweet's a, a good dude, and uh, yeah, no, it was he's just, a great dude. Just no, weird that he ended up being the guy that injured Taste Mill in. In 2012 and 2014. And speaking of injuries, I think it was two years ago, uh, we, uh, Remington Peck you know, told, told us on, in an interview that Chucky Keaton wasn't going to play. And then we talked to you, and you said, I don't know what you're talking about. And then Chucky didn't play. So uh, Kent Myers, he's good to go, right? Yes. Matt Wells with us on BYU Sports Nation, the head coach of Utah State football. In your opinion, Coach, how does Taysom Hill look in the pro-style offense compared to uh, the few times you've seen him before? 
Well, it, it seems as though he's staying a little bit healthier. Uh, they're running the ball really well, and that, that uh, always takes a little bit of a load off a quarterback. And if he doesn't have to run it as much in, in quarterback-designed runs, you know, um, whether it's uh, you know split zone quarterback, quarterback counter, quarterback draw, you name it, zone reads, um, triples, those kind of things, uh, it takes a little bit of a load off of them and that they don't get hit as much. And, you know, the hits that he that already takes in the pocket, and when he scrambles, already add up. And so I think well, probably a little bit fresher uh, Taysom at the end of the year. Coach, I was impressed uh, by the press conference uh, Monday with your team. You look at your record and you see 3-8, and eight, but that doesn't really tell the story. The fight in your guys has been tremendous, and there have been some close down-to-wire losses, especially the last two weeks. Uh, what, what does it say about your team that they have battled despite some adversity this season? They have battled, but despite a lot of adversity, you know, we've got, shoot, five five uh, losses in Mountain West play by 29 points total, and, you know, that's all one possession ball games down to, you know, the middle of the fourth quarter, or, uh, shoot, the last two weeks, buzzer beaters, you know, last play of the games. And it's unfortunate, and it stinks, um, and people are frustrated and disappointed, but the thing is, is I've got so much respect for this team and, and uh, this group of seniors. They continue continue to battle and invest and put it on the line emotionally and, and physically every week to try to get a win. And, and that'll serve them well in life. It's unfortunate we're not winning games this year and, and that uh, we've missed out on some of those opportunities. But uh, to see the way that they handle themselves uh, on the field by competing and as well as, as off the field and, and what you just referenced, um, I think it's refreshing. Um, and I think it's, um, you know, I think it's, I think it's big time by them. What does this specific game to close out the regular season mean to your team? Well, it means a lot. It's a rivalry game. Uh, it's an in-state rivalry. It means a lot to us um, as, a, uh, as a program for the wagon wheel. Uh, it means a lot to our in-state players. Uh, certainly have a lot of respect for Kalani Sataki, that whole staff, coached with some of those guys uh, in the past, and um, you know, so you have friendships. You got high school teammates and and cousins and things like that playing against each other, and it's big for us. Um, and our out of state guys, uh, when and I was one of those guys, you know, 20 years ago, you, know, you grow to uh, respect and appreciate the rivalry. And um, so I certainly know that it's a it's a big game to us. And you played in one of the classics that uh, that 93 game where uh, John Walsh. Uh, said uh, BYU, John Walsh set the uh, BYU passing record with 619 yards. This game's going to be cold, Coach, like really cold. Um, are you a guy who says, who encourages no sleeves uh, with some Vaseline, or are you like, no, just bundle up? I, I you know, there'll be some guys that do both. I, I don't encourage or discourage one way or another. It's, it's an individual deal. I know we'll have linemen, absolutely, and D-linemen go out with nothing on. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be some receivers in corners that, that uh, have uh, turtlenecks and tights on and those kind of things, sleeves. Coach Matt Wells of Utah State Football with us on BYU Sports Nation. When you have a game during Thanksgiving week, what is your advice to your team as they go home for what is the most talked about meal of the year or <laughs> they stay in Logan? What, what, what advice do you give to them? In terms of uh, what? Uh, how much to eat. eat or how much to not eat? Eat. I mean, these guys, um, you know, they. I, I think we do a good job with nutrition and trying to, you know, 
coach them up the right way and everything, but it's Thanksgiving heat, and uh, we, everybody's going to do that, so I'm good with it. I mean, it's late in the season. These guys' metabolism burns a lot. Um, it's going to be cold, like you said. I mean, you're guys, you know, the shape and how good a shape you're in and all that doesn't figure into the last game of the year because um, you're already in good shape. These guys need to eat and relax, and, and a lot of the in-state guys will be around family and, and have out-of-state players with them at their homes, and time to relax and, and I think reflect and uh, we can all be thankful and, and again humbled by uh, the opportunities that we have in front of us, the things that people have done before us to give us these opportunities uh, in this country, first of all at this school at Utah State and I think uh, it brings that, although we should do it more often, it is obviously a holiday that um, I think merits a lot of reflection and so we'll take some time to do that and then get ready to roll on Friday. Matt, do you care when this game is played on the schedule? Do you have a preferred week of the season? Well, uh, you know, I mean, some of those things as a head coach gets told to you, um, you know, when the athletic directors meet and, and, and put the schedule out. This, in terms of how our season has unfolded, um, fits perfectly for us in, in terms of a last game, a rivalry game. Uh, certainly, you know, when we do it, play it, uh, typically, and it's going back to this format uh, of Friday night of conference weekend. In October, um, you know, we're, we're able to play that game. It's a big game. We typically have one or two um, Mountain West games before it, uh, maybe just one, and then you kind of focus on your Mountain West season. And so I think that has its advantages as well, too. Follow him on Twitter at Coach Wells, USUFB. Matt Wells, the head coach of the Aggies, with us on BYU Sports Nation. And Matt, you seem like a guy that would throw for like a thousand yards in a turkey bowl. Are you are you a turkey bowl guy? <laughs> no, but I know Elisa Tuiaki is the <laughs> coordinator. So I'd be I'd be looking around uh, the parks and maybe some some fields in Provo on Thursday for the Tuiaki family turkey bowl. <laughs> he's he's playing tackle and he's going to have like seven sacks, right? He's that guy. It's, it's a mix between tackle, football and rugby. I <laughs> trust me on that. I've seen it. I've seen it here at Maverick Stadium when he was an assistant here. Coach, we've got nothing but respect for you. We appreciate the time. You're a class act all around and uh, we'll see you on Saturday. Okay, appreciate you guys. Have a great day. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Same to you. Thanks. Okay. Matt Wells on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Expect anything and everything from the Utah State playbook on Saturday night. Why would you hold anything back? I have nothing to lose. 18-point dog on the road. It's going to be freezing. It's going to rain in the fourth. This is, it's an interesting game because it's Utah State. Utah State's always kind of just a weird game, right? But like I said in the interview, Brian Sweet's not on that sideline, so I'm feeling pretty good. You know the last time Utah State was like an 18-point underdog playing in Provo? Was it 18 in that game? It was something like that. Oh, They had NFL players. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. I don't think they have NFL players anymore. Oh, they were a good team that year. They were were a pretty good team. Not 3-8. Stop (laughs) trying to scare the people! (laughs) Stop! Up next, our two-on-one interview with defensive back Micah Hanneman. What does the rivalry game on Saturday mean to him? Hashtag no sleep. Welcome back, sports friends, on Black Friday. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan working in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services. Hey, we'll be live on uh, Facebook Live coming up at 2 Eastern time. You can uh, ask us questions. We'll comment in English uh, or Korean or Portuguese, whatever you want. Um, coming up at 2 Eastern time, that's on Facebook.com slash 
BYU Sports Nation. That's the name of our show. We need a personality question for that Facebook Live Q&A. We'll come up with one. What movie are you going to see this weekend? Ooh, okay. How about that? that that's a good one. Can yeah, go yeah. One? Nice poll right there. I want to see Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. <laughs> I've seen Doctor Strange. I would like to see Fantastic Beasts, though, and where to find them. I heard Trolls was a good family movie. Yeah, that's true. It's about uh, lonely people on Twitter who just make fun of others. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what? Oh, Justin no. Timberlake did the whole soundtrack. <laughs> oh, my bad. Sorry, that's a different movie. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Trolling, trolling, trolling. Tomorrow <laughs> presents the regular season finale for BYU football. The Cougars will host Utah State in a Saturday night blackout game. We just spoke with Utah State head coach Matt Wells. Countdown to kickoff loss. starts yeah, at 9 Eastern. ESPN's football power index gives BYU a 90-plus percent chance of winning, and the Cougars are an 18-point favorite. If you missed the interview with Matt Wells, download the podcast. You can hear all of that. Men's basketball lost to Valparaiso, 92-89 in Las Vegas Wednesday night. BYU hosts Utah Valley tomorrow at 6 Eastern on BYU Radio. The Cougars dropped three spots in the Ken Palm rankings, which basically tells you that, lo- tells you that loss wasn't uh, terrible, right? BYU fell to a decent team in Valpo. Amy Boswell of 10th ranked and the West Coast Conference regular season champion BYU women's volleyball team is the WCC Player of the Week. The Women's Volleyball NCAA Tournament Selection Show will air Sunday, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. You can watch that live on ESPNU. And the baseball teams in the Caribbean island of Curaçao, they beat the national team 12-1 yesterday in the first game of a three-game series, game two today. Daniel Schnickish-Nickish-Neeman. Yes. Something like that. Sick uh, sick had an in the park grand slam. Are you serious? That's amazing. There and has Col- to be video of that somewhere, right? On the internet. Yes. And Colton Shaver, I don't know. I haven't seen it. And Colton Shaver had a two run home run as well. Good luck to the guys. They play a three game series. Yeah, game two how, today. How awesome is that? You get a foreign trip once every four years. So this is their trip. Yeah, I just want to know how, how, we, Jason, how can we get involved well, in that every four-year trip somehow. Jason Shepard didn't get invited. I, I would be offended if I was him. <laughs> He's like on the team, man. He's like the – Jason Shepard's like the bat boy for those guys. Oh, Bat man? No, that doesn't work. It's time for us to go two-on-one with BYU junior safety, Micah Hanneman. Don't call him a senior, Jerem, because he's a junior. That may or may not have happened. I never have. <laughs> <laughs> Micah Hanneman has some of the best hair on the BYU football team, and he has every intention of sending out his senior teammates with a win in their home finale at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on Saturday night. BYU Sports Nation 2-on-1 with the star safety. Micah, final game of the regular season against Utah State, uh, who is a team that's down, but you have a chance to get to 8-4 and four and win four in a row going into the bowl game what do you anticipate on Saturday night against the Aggies? Um, Utah, you know, it's kind of a rival game for us. Utah State, I think, the past three years, it's been two and one. So Utah State's always tough, you know, then they're going to come out tough. But I'm excited to play. I'm excited to play them at home. It's going to be freezing, but it's going to be fun. Kind of a rival game? I mean, it's a rival game. Okay. Yeah. Just wanted to clarify that. I don't want any, like, controversy. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be really cold. How does that change things uh, for you going into the game? I mean, physically, maybe it's just a little different, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to prepare for the the ground being wet and for it being cold and stuff. Coach Lamb doesn't let us wear sleeves, so it's going to be different this year. So we're just going to Vaseline up our arms and stuff. No sleeves? No, no sleeves for the the DVs, at least the safeties. Wow. So 
The Vaseline's real, though. Brian Logan has told us about this, playing at Wyoming and stuff. Have you had a game where you had to use Vaseline? Um, yeah, we used it a couple of weeks ago, and yeah, it worked. We stayed warm. Cincinnati? I think it's Boise. Boise. In Boise, okay. yeah. BYU now headed to the Poinsettia Bowl. You're not really sure who you're going to play, but you have a Mountain West team in Utah State to get you warmed up for San Diego. When you think about nine wins and after this schedule, a potential at that, what, what goes through your mind? Yeah, you know, because started, we started with the season, you know, we lost those games pretty early in the season. So One and three. Yeah, one and three, and we've lost one game since. So um, it's good. This team, I feel like, just straight up is the best team that, that I've been a part of since I've been here at BYU, like talent-wise, closeness-wise, coaches. Not, not that I didn't like the coaches before, but just the whole, like, camaraderie between the coaches and the players and, and the fans have been awesome. Like, this year has been an awesome year. We. The record doesn't show like how good of a team this is because I feel like we could have easily went you know undefeated this year, which kind of sucks looking back at it. But at the same time, ending the season strong will be sweet. It could be an NCAA record uh, eight points uh, in the combined four losses, which would be the the least of that many ever. You know, which is pretty crazy. What, what do you think of the blackout? You get some alternate uh, uniforms for the uh, third or fourth time this year. Yeah, um, the blackout sweet. We haven't worn our black uniforms this year. I'll probably get a stuff mine in my bag after the game <laughs> so take it home with me but no those are those are my favorite uniforms to wear blackout so it'll be fun what has this week been like for the seniors in practice knowing that hey this is this is our regular season finale this is the last chance that a lot of your teammates are gonna have to play at Lavelle Edwards Stadium yeah the seniors you know I love all the seniors a lot of close friends with the seniors and it's sad like I can't imagine thinking about because what my last game is going to be coming up next year but for those guys, you know, there's just different different mindset, different energy, it being their last game. But our our goal in this game is to for the seniors to, to be to be on the field a lot, so it'll be fun. What sticks out about uh, what Utah State does that has your attention? Um, I mean Utah State they have they have good athletes on their team. They like to take shots and when they complete those shots then that's when they get ahead of team. So just need to like in the the DBs need to lock down their shots to stop them from getting those huge games so yesterday Elisa Tuiaki uh, told me that he expects Utah State to throw everything they have in the playbook because this yeah. is their bowl game and this is the last chance it's against a rival at BYU this would help uh, get them going in the right direction for next year how do you prepare yourself for a team that really has nothing to lose and like yeah let's run 12 trick plays <laughs> I mean it's our last game too so we kind of play every game like it's our last game like but like especially for defense because defense you can't really do a double pass or whatever, throw it out trick plays and stuff. But obviously they're going to be coming out hard, Utah State. And, you know, it's our, it's our senior night. It's our last game for those seniors on that field. So I'm sure that we'll have similar energy as them. So it'll be fun. Just make sure you don't get caught taking your black jersey, okay? <laughs> yeah, and no sleep. I got caught on camera already. So <laughs> <laughs> when it goes missing, it, uh, yeah, no sleep. Mike, great to talk to you. We appreciate yeah, the time. Thanks. Now, he wears number seven, so maybe if he can rip the name part off, he could be like, oh, Taysom gave me his jersey. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be worth something. <laughs> Two-on-one with Micah Hannum and the junior safety for BYU football. The Cougars and Aggies, Saturday night, regular season finale. BYU trying to win four in a row, get to eight and four before they go to the Poinsettia Bowl and take on a Mountain West Conference opponent. We believe it will be one of four teams, most likely San Diego State or Wyoming, an outside shot that it's Air Force and very unlikely, but still 
there's there's a a minute chance it could be a rematch with Boise State. I doubt the Boise State part. Just the bowl game. Ted Tolner never mentioned Boise State. Oh man, Boise State could be a top twenty team and play in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. At least it's famous. What in the world, buddy? Buddy, why would you not want San Diego? Looking at you. Are going for two picks. Got a little bit closer over the weekend. Jerem's making it competitive again. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan, live from Studio B. If you happen to miss an episode of this show live, the rebroadcast airs weeknights on Brigham Young University Television at 6 p.m. Eastern. Mouthful. Countdown to kickoff live tomorrow night, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. So we get you ready for Utah State and Brigham. Watch the Cougars warm up in the all-black unis. It's the only place you can watch the Cougars warm up. What's your favorite memory from Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams? We ask this question a day before they play their final home game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. What a career it has been for both fifth-year mm. seniors, both of them, at Laser Sheep. Says being at the, quote, Hurricane Provo game. Both destroyed in that game. Unforgettable night. Jamal Williams ran for 182 yards in that game against Texas, but he's the afterthought because Taysom Hill ran for 259. That was the first manifestation of the BYU Sports Nation, Carmen. That it was. He was on Jamal. That it was. After the Virginia game, we had him on, and we gave him the BYU Sports Nation karma. Uh, Everyone calls it the hurricane game. There's never been a hurricane here, but we all call it the hurricane game. That what? It can't be like torrential thunderstorm game. That was crazy. We did a three-hour pregame show that day. Sideways <laughs> rain. Like, that was, that was crazy. the craziest storm I yeah. have ever witnessed in the state of Utah. That was And then the nuts. field was, like, dry for the game. That's because the field, Two hours like, later. yeah, that drainage system that was put in. That independent money worked, Woo! man. It was rolling, man. Independent dollar-dollar bills, bro. <laughs> oh, what are your favorite memories? So many good ones. Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, the end of an era for BYU football. Really, the, the stars of BYU football independence. It's time now for us to reset where we are in our going for two selections and push it forward. Can you predict the future? Sort of. These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. All right, first of all, a review from our Wednesday picks. Had a rough night. And had I had a better night, BYU basketball probably would have won that game against Valparaiso. Yep. Number one, I said BYU's defense will hold Alec Peters under 25 points. He had an incredible second half and finished with 26. With the flu. And he had the flu. Come on. Ugh. So I was feeling good when I heard, like, he's got the flu. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Yeah. I got one. Nope, he had 26 points. He's a good player. Number two, I said LGA Rose will have more points than assists. Oh, LJ took enough shots. I know. He had some bunnies at the rim that uh, just didn't go down. Yeah, BYU had a few that they missed, too. Also, a three go in and out. He had two points and six assists, so I was 0 for 2, falling back now under 500. I was 14 and 14. I had picked four correct in a row and then that game, so now I'm 14 and 16 overall. I said Eric Meek will not have a, a 2010. He had 13.3 rebounds thanks to foul trouble. I felt weird about picking that. BYU will win by eight, but I was right. BYU will win by eight points or less. All right. Oh. Oh. I should have just said, or a Valpo loss. <laughs> or, just sorry, a Valpo win. A, Val- a Valpo win. Because BYU lost by three. Yeah, BYU was a uh, six-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. 
So yeah, that one nicely done. Yeah. So I got one. So I'm I'm beh- I'm behind you by three. So I really I need a big weekend, and and we're not going to do any Utah Valley um, men's basketball picks. We're just going to do football Utah State. We're only doing football. Or are we doing both? Well, oh, I we're see- doing both. Oh, we're, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, my bad. We're just doing it for the weekend. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I thought I was laying out the groundwork. I, I was wrong. I, I, I don't know. If you want to go what, football what, What's only. funny is I also made a basketball pick. That's I just a forgot. complete miscalculation I'm of what looking happened. at your picks going, wait, what? I'm, did I miss something? Are you throwing me a curveball here? Oh, boy. Okay. Man, you you thought I was uh, telling the truth. Uh, I got you, you, you man. Got you too. ate too much turkey and stuffing <laughs> yesterday, man. number one i say byu football will hold utah state to under 125 yards rushing as a team the Mm. aggies run the ball a lot they average 177 they're gonna run it a lot in the cold exactly 125 or less i think byu's defense is up for the challenge yes okay of bold nature right Number two, BYU basketball will score 90-plus against Utah Valley. The Wolverines mm-hmm. are giving up 75 a game. The Cougars average, I think, 87 or 88. So 90, okay. I think BYU basketball goes 90-plus against Utah Valley. Yeah, I like both of those, except I don't like them as much as mine. Mm. Uh, BYU hoops will beat Utah Valley by 21-plus. Whoa. Okay. Ken Palm has, uh, I think, 25 is the mark. Tanner Mangum will complete four or more passes versus Utah State. The reason I, I go four or more, one, will Tanner Mangum play in the game? You would, you would hope BYU would be in a position in the fourth to have Tanner Mangum play. But if it's raining, 70% chance of rain in the fourth quarter. BYU's running the ball. BYU's running the ball. So I go four-plus passes. It's that like is kinda, bold. It's kind of weird. That is bold. Yeah, I'm going with – he completes. So not throws, okay. completes. See, I think you went with, a one, with one that's pretty attainable, the 21-plus against yeah. Utah Valley coming off a Should loss. I just say throws? They're mad. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll complete four-plus passes. That is the equivalent of me saying BYU will hold Utah State to under 125 yards rushing. That's going to be tough. Okay. Because they're going to run the ball a lot. It's going to be cold. Need, it's what I, they're best at. I need, I need a, a two-for-two game. And I need you to have an 0-for-2 game. And I needed BYU to beat Valparaiso to, like, chip into that lead. Because you got a four-game advantage. It's down to three, which is great. Or is it? I need a, I need a plus-two game on you. I haven't had that. I want to go two-for-two two and get back to 500. But then again, I want things to be close between the two of us. <laughs> well, emotionally, we are close. But in the standings, I'm down three. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Good so, stuff. So I need you to fail. Going for two. Thank you. <laughs> Brought to you by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Our Twitter question today, what's your favorite memory from Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams in their collective BYU careers? That Caleb Smith says, my favorites are more than just moments. For Taysom Hill, the, the game against Texas. As for J-Swag Daddy, the Toledo game. Now, which is the game against Texas? Because you have two options there, right? Isn't it a great thing, Spencer? Oh, absolutely. It's an amazing thing to not know. Absolutely. The Cougar Whip Around hits next. Your weekend party on the way. Hook them, not. Son, my father gave this to me when I made the team, and now it's yours. Oh, no, Dad. I'm not on the team. I just got this at the store. We're so excited. We just bought front row tickets for all of your games. What? They were expensive, but... Anything to support our boy. Support me in what? I'm not on the team. You should know. We paid for the tickets with your college fund. Well, since you're on athletic scholarship now. Gear so legit, they'll think you're on the team. BYU Store. 
Left turn ahead 250 feet. Oh, that can't be right. Satellites don't lie. You have reached your destination. Took the shortcut, huh? Have a car wreck? Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. Martin's Collision Repair. I came to Southern Virginia University to wrestle, but I stayed because of the education and the experiences that I had. For me, it goes down to the professors who care. Because of the personalized education I received, I was able to start a business. As I did that, my professors understood the challenges and struggles that I had, but they provided me with the knowledge and information I needed to succeed. My name is Colter Sims, and I'm a knight. Coming up on the next Studio C, we find the cup of everlasting life. No, not that one, you fool! Don't worry, it's filled with Dasani. Oh. May I? Yes. Hey, I'm Dave McCann. Next week on After Further Review, we'll look back at Utah State and we'll look ahead to the poinsettia ball. Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, and Brian Logan explain the game next Tuesday night, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain, here on BYU TV. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jamal. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Tomorrow's the regular season finale for BYU football. The Cougars host Utah State tomorrow night in a blackout game. Countdown to kickoff is live at 9 Eastern. ESPN's Football Power Index gives BYU a 90.6% chance of winning against Utah State. And the Cougars are an 18-point favorite. Assistant head coach Ed Lamb is one of 40 nominees for the Broyles Award given to the nation's top assistant coach. Men's basketball. BYU lost to Valparaiso 92-89 in Las Vegas Wednesday night. BYU will host Utah Valley tomorrow, 6 Eastern on BYU Radio. Jerem Jordan says 21+. Volleyball. Mark Pope in the house. And Isaac Nielsen and uh, Jake Toulson. Amy Boswell of the women's volleyball team is the WCC Playa of the Week. The women's volleyball selection show is Sunday night, 9 Eastern time on ESPNU. Baseball. BYU beat the Curaçao national team 12-1 yesterday in the first game of a three-game international series. Is it the World Series? Daniel Schneeman had an in-the-park grand slam. Colton Shaver doing his thing, had a two-run home run as well. Game two today. Good luck to the Batcats. Women's basketball. Cougars face St. Joseph in the UNM Thanksgiving tournament starting today at 6.30 Eastern. They also play Tulsa and Nueve Mexico tomorrow. Cougars in the NFL. Sunday, Daniel Sorensen and the Kansas City Chiefs play the Denver Broncos. Kyle Van Noy and the Patriots play the New York Jets. John Denny and the Miami Dolphins face off against the 49ers. And Dennis Pitta's Baltimore Ravens take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? Daniel Schneeman. Mm. An inside-the-park home run? Grand Slam. Sorry, Grand Slam. Huh? I don't even, I don't even care if it's against mid- middle school kids. That's still awesome. Our elite <laughs> tweet of the day answering this question, what's your favorite memory from Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams? At Kugbaka says Taysom Hill threw that touchdown pass to Jay Swag Daddy. Swish! Swish! <laughs> that's, that's in the tweet. That actually is in the tweet. And speaking of our favorite BYU Sports Nation drops... 
I have an update on my Insta poll. Uh, there are almost 70 votes in. Okay. Ty Detmer's Jamal. Jamal. Is leading 35% of the vote. 26%. Swish. Swish. Is in second place. Larry Case. Heck no. Well, heck no. Well, heck no. 23%. And, and Bo Hodge is 16%. Ugh. The top four right there. They should make a playoff. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> Thanks to all of our guests today, Matt Wells, Micah Hanneman, and everyone on the crew. Amen to that, man. Just throw the football, Jeremy. Have a great weekend. <laughs> Show on demand. Download the podcast. Shout out to JoJo Peely. <laughs>